Hey guys, this is your warning. We do post up spoilers. At times we're relatively offensive. We use vulgar language. So if you think that any of those are gonna offend you in any way, shape, or form, take your step back right now. Cause buddy, uh, this is not the place for you. Anywhom, have fun listening to us. And yeah, this has been your final warning. Sisters, welcome to another episode of Cinematic Anarchy. We are here to present to you a wonderful podcast on the movie by Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence. Life, 1999 film. With me today I have Brother Omar. Hello, hello everybody. How's and Brother Seth. He just He's trying Zeph. really hard not to say the N-word right now. <laughs> Not brothers and sisters, brother, 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 your brother. Oh, good lord! I am not trying. Hulk Hogan. Oh, you ruined it for me. There's, there's a lighting Hulk Hogan's name. There's a lot of. Uh... I don't have, I don't have Paula Deen or or Hulk Hogan or any of that shit in my system. I am not a, I am not a Trump supporter. Just uh, because you say the word nigga doesn't mean that you're a Trump supporter. Let's get that fact, okay? You I'm sure, are I'm sure they say that a lot. Maybe. They use the ER version, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I think that is a record. We've gotten less than a minute into the podcast, and already Zeph has said something highly offensive. It's not offensive. <laughs> well, ah, you're offended, all the, you're offended all the Trump supporters that listen to us. We're supposed to get into politics. Okay. I just said nigga. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll give you that. Uh, now... That that being said, uh, I am predominantly white. You are you are well today. <laughs> you're predominantly, you're, I, I'm looking at you. You've been out in the sun too much today. You're predominantly red. Uh, yeah. That's about it. You 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 burned yourself to a crisp out of the camp. Seth the shrimp. The camp by the pool. Seth the shrimp. If there's a pool at what you're calling the campsite, you're not fucking camping. That's what I say. If there's a lake, if there's a pond, you might be camping. There if there's a pool, those, you're at some pool. sort of wooded resort. At best, you might be at a day camp for kids that you, go you, to you, camp. You didn't have to dig a hole or anything? What do you mean, the shit? Yeah. <laughs> well, of course I didn't. You weren't camping. You weren't camping. I understand. No. If you didn't have to bury your shit, you're not camping. See? All right. Stop ruining my vacation. You're not my supervisor. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you have a supervisor right now? I don't have a supervisor. You're definitely not him. Okay. I, I probably he would. I am not the supervisor you currently don't have. Yes. Okay. So we uh we're actually supposed to be talking about the movie Life, which we just watched a few moments before we started up this little podcast of ours. Uh all right. So let's <coughs> go around first impressions for everyone. This is a great movie. I I absolutely love the movie. I mean, it 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 took a lot. Of, okay, so it, it takes a lot 
it, it shows a lot of what was wrong back in that time, where, like, you know, even in the court system, you know, it was kind of just like, okay, like, so they have the sheriff who actually did the initial murder, mm-hmm. and he's just like, oh, oh, I just happened to find two black guys standing over a dead body. Now, yeah. they, you know what I mean? So then he gets away, uh, I can't say scar-free. <laughs> Scott-free. Scott-free, not scar-free. So, but, you know, it shows, like, all those problems. But I liked his, like, how they were at the camp for so long. Right. That, like, like. They, they end up, like, becoming, like, part of it. Like, you know, like, they, they, they're, they like, a piece of furniture there, essentially, towards the end. They're, they become part of... Them and the camp became part of each other, basically. Yeah. Like, most people that were in there doing life... Um, it, it was a great movie when I saw it. It was an even better movie now that I've seen it, like, as I'm more mature. I saw it around the time it came out, like a year after it came out, I saw it. And I loved it. It was funny. But now it has a deeper meaning yeah. because you have more of a conscience as a grown-up, basically. And uh, today would be my first day having seen this movie. So, that being said, I've seen a lot of Eddie Murphy films. A lot. More than I probably should have. Uh, I constantly get down on myself about how many movies I've watched. You go in my down lifetime. on yourself, Chris. Yes, I actually had those ribs removed, and I go down on myself. It's a myth. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a myth. No, it's called yoga. <laughs> shout out! Shout out to Ron Jeremy. <laughs> Ron Jeremy doesn't need to bend down, but he did that though. For real, the hedgehog. I don't know. He the hedgehog did. got on his own hedgehog? That's how they call that? That's what they call that? Well, he it's did the, say, yeah, he I did. is the hedgehog. He, he, he said, saw, yeah, I did that. With the with the tummy and everything, he was the hedgehog long before Sonic was the hedgehog. Yeah, but you know, like, <laughs> well, hedgehogs he, can he, curl up in a ball. Well, he hedgehogged himself. Is that what the sexual position is called, Chris? And why do you know that? That would be self-fellatio, self-69, I guess. Self-69? Uh, <laughs> that's even more wrong. <laughs> Um, call it the infinity. Technically, war. it's called the fifteen because you're doing it by yourself. <laughs> yeah, true. It is the fifteen. You put the six and the nine together; it's all you. Just fifteen. Yeah, it's the fifteen. <laughs> that's the name of it. So that's what we're gonna call that from now on. We're gonna call it the fifteen. The new uh, sexual position. <laughs> what, uh, of all Eddie Murphy's movies that I've seen, I've seen a few. I've seen a lot. Uh, probably not as many as you. And probably not as many as I should, because there were a few movies that I didn't know about that we were talking later before okay. we came on the podcast. But to me, that's one of my favorite. I really liked it because, like Seth said, it, it, it depicted what was wrong in that time, in that time period, and what was the mentality of the people back then. Right. It was definitely very socially self-aware, especially for a movie that took place in the 30s. They went through the whole uh, prohibition aspect of everything. Yeah. And- Exactly. Uh, they were talking about uh, segregation and how the, how white folks treated so black folks. Back. Imagine in the thirties, where probably in the city was already bad enough. These two city boys go down country to pick up some liquor, some bootleg liquor during Prohibition time. Rum, rum. But, but they but they even show like so the, in New York it was a lot more tolerable. You know yeah, I mean? so a lot like, of things so, that were more tolerable. So when they first when they first go down to that first rest stop on the way down to go get the liquor, he's like, I want some pie. You know what I mean? And they're like, no, no colors allowed. Get out. This is whites-only pie. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, how much money is it going to take to make those whites only pie a Negro pie? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Nah, so when you. she pulls the shotgun, you don't yeah. get out of here right now and no, make I'm a Negro not. pie. No, yeah, but, but you it's you know, like, just like the distance from New York City to the south. You know what I mean? Like, there was such a difference. Like, he was, he had no idea. Yeah. Like, he, he knew, like, yeah, maybe they're a little racist, but, like, whatever. Yeah. But, but they're like, no, you, you're getting out. No, sir. I've driven to the south, and I know, still to this day, it's, you feel it. Actually, you guys, as white people, we three together go down to certain places, and you guys going to feel it just because you're with me. I'd feel it just because... Can I tell you? <laughs> Yep. I uh, had an incident. Now, now, mind you, this is just two white boys down in Georgia. Oh, he done lynched someone. <laughs> oh, fuck. Dude, no, 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 no fucking way. And never that. So, <laughs> did I, I said two white boys down in Georgia. I didn't say, we were two white boys down in Georgia. But you got no. done started this podcast like you were I, two I regret, white boys. I regret every day of that <laughs> accent I dragged back up here with me. Uh, no, so me and my uh, foster brother, Mike. Uh, we first landed down there. I told you we crash landed down there. Being in Georgia initially was an accident. We were going on to Florida. But your your spaceship broke. We went looking for work <laughs> down there. We went looking for work down there, and the Space first day we're looking for work, we're walking along the side of the roadway. Two cops pulled us over. Now I'm sitting here with tie khakis. I got the the pinstripe shirt on. Now my brother, on the other hand, he he could not get rid of those those baggy pants with the big wide legs and. They had me step aside, and they are patting him down left and right like he was some kind of a little white drug dealer boy. And you got anything sharp on you should know about? You got any pills? Got any coke? And he's talking to him, and I'm like sitting here, and for a moment, I'm like insulted. Like, am I like non-threatening? And I I mean, you've met me. I'm non-threatening. But still. So. uh, Yeah, you're like, what the hell? What I look like? You fucking Twinkie over here? I'm, I'm about as threatening as a Twinkie. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but that you felt that then. So the moral of the story is that you kidnapped this other guy, right? <laughs> no, I think he thought that. I think this guy may have thought that this was my dealer or something. Yeah, like he was dealing me drugs or something. I don't know. Moral of the story is: is if you are ever transporting drugs from the north to the south, have one person wear baggy clothing and the other one dresses as Jehovah. Carry the drugs. And the Jehovah, the, the Jehovah carries, carries the drugs. The drugs. <laughs> Jehovah. And the, the, they're just going to focus all their attention on the baggy clothes wearing individual. Yeah, they don't care. You probably could have had the drugs and the weapons for all they knew, but right. they didn't even talk to you. <laughs> no, they didn't say a thing to me. They, they probably just went to you. This, 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 this guy kidnap you. Please tell him the truth. He can hurt you. No I more. felt bad for my brother. <laughs> he, he, he was bent over the hood of a police car, and this this cop was like, he was feeling things he probably shouldn't have felt. Like my brother could have said something. He, no, he's patting the crotch, There's trying yeah, to find. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 crotch. crotch well, I mean, you gotta let a man have a good time too. Shit. Right. Yeah. I mean, who am I to deny the cop a good time? I guess. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Like, why would you? Their city is broke. They can't afford to take a woman out for on a date. Yeah. All right. Hold up. We, we got way off track here. Way, way off track. Well, life. Yeah, life, life happens. Yeah, well, well, we watch life. We're talking about life. Uh, no, but uh, there was a lot of good points with this movie. Yeah, know? very good. Um, it was funny. It wasn't too funny. It wasn't the funniest movie I've ever seen. No. But it's hard to make a comedy out of, well, what happened to them? You know what I mean? Essentially, they 
they get accused of the, for a murder that they definitely had nothing to do with. Right. Um, they're both down on their luck. You have one who's kind of up up on his luck. He has a nice, pretty girl. He's about to start as a bank teller, as Martin Lawrence's character. Then you have the other one. He's just he's just definitely a, a con man. A, a, a petty a petty criminal. Yeah, dude. I'd pet him as more of a, a con man than a petty criminal. Yeah, a pickpocket. He, he was one of those guys that seems to he 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 can con yeah. you right to your face. He was a petty thief. Yeah, a he, pickpocket. He, my, my and he talked his way out of trouble. My favorite scene is when he's like, "Oh, you got you got some of that cologne over there," and he gets the cologne and he takes the money out of his tip jar and he puts the money right back into his tip jar to tip the guy. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, making it look like he's that balling, like cool, like yeah, I got money. Yeah, I got this. Well, okay. yeah. I mean, I'm sure the guy appreciated that shit a lot too. So, <laughs> other than Martin Lawrence and, and Eddie Murphy's performance in that movie, I think probably the best performance, as far as I'm concerned, in the movie was uh, Bernie Mac. Jangle, jangle, jangle. I mean, are we talking best performance? I mean, he just. I'm talking outside. A, a, a standout performance. He did. Rest in peace, Bernie Mac. Wherever you are, well, there were a couple of guys that were more mouthy, had more lines, but well, I like yeah. his performance. There was, there was Biscuit. I, I like Biscuit's character. Yeah, Biscuit was something you know, else. Biscuit, you know, he's been in prison. He's he he's been in prison for years. He becomes a homosexual, and they give him his release papers. Now, yeah, that was that was sad, and that was real. You know, so like it came to the point. He's like, he's like, I, I, where am I gonna go? Like, well, he, I can't he go back to concerned mother, about like, yeah, his mother seeing him like that. Yeah, yeah. you know, like, but that's the thing is, like, when you fr- well, first get out of prison, but you if have you think no about it, except oh, oh, for like yeah. that family you had. Yeah, you also got to think about the time frame. So he was gay in the '30s, and which black. yeah, that's okay, gay, that, by black. that time, by that time, it was it was into the '40s. It was late into the '40s, but either yeah, way, it's true. But well. either, but either way, like with his character, like you know what I mean? Like he he went from. You know, be he's like, there's nothing I can do. Like, how am I supposed to go to my mom? And um, Eddie Murphy's like, your mom's gonna love you no matter what. That's your mom. And he got just beelines it for the uh, what they call the gun line, which is a bunch of shacks. And if you pass the line, they shoot you. Yeah, he just he just runs it. Um, he, he was commit, not fast committed enough. suicide. No, <laughs> he just, that was to commit suicide. He yeah, that was a suicide, suicide. That's what you call suicide by cop. In this case, suicide by prison guard. Yeah. But all he had to do was take off that bandana to go to his mom. Yeah, I mean, but I think you, it was more been about him being so honest with years, himself. Yeah, like he, he it's hard he to accept, hide it. Yeah, he accepted who he was. He prison. probably he probably was gay when he got there, but he was able to hide it before then. It's yeah. hard to hide it when you've been public and out about it. And but, but now you're gonna be in jail, leaving prison. You know what I mean? Like you, you, yeah. you have to pretend to be somebody who you're not. So it's like it's his whole personal jail. But I feel like he played that that part very well. He's very good. Which at is it. why, like, I, I had to ask. I was like, "Is he like an actual homosexual?" Because he's played quite a few, you know, trans lines. Like he did. He did. I Joanna wouldn't say. Man. I wouldn't say trans. I want to say just cross dresser. Yeah, he has cross dressed in a few movies. Uh, he has played junkies. Uh, Miguel A. Nunez Jr. Yeah, right. he has. He has done some very serious, very complex roles though in his career. He's a. I consider him a pretty good actor and. He, and he's very funny as a comedic actor. No, so, can take can take <laughs> that from him. Okay, so I mean, did you have anybody in particular you liked um, stand out outside of Eddie Murphy and um, 
Well, I like Django Leg. I love Django Leg. Bernie Mac was always one of my favorite comedians when he was alive. Rest in peace. And also, I enjoyed that. Bukim Woodbine was a fairly new actor, I think, back then. But he did a good job playing somebody with some uh, mental disabilities called Can't Get Right. Can't Get Right, yep. All right. I think that uh, that whole storyline, they were talking about the, the Negro Leagues and everything, and they were trying to get out of prison, basically using uh, Can't Get Right as their ticket out. Yeah, because he Can't was, Get uh, Right had the best time in prison. Yeah, <laughs> the best time anybody ever had in prison was, in any prison movie probably, was Can't Get Right. So we got a, we got a, a deaf, no, I'm sorry, we just have a mute. He, he's a mute. And who can play baseball and he got with the with the with the warden's or oh, the superintendent's daughter. The superintendent's daughter and just it's a little a little strange the the progression of the movie, like the prison part. Uh-huh. Because it went from being sort of like a strict rock breaking prison. Uh-huh. And then you get about halfway through the movie, and they're partying left and right. They're fucking grilling things up, and I'm like, "Well, the, the grilling, what a, what a, the, grilling the, the grilling, grilling came about because they won the game. They won the they won the baseball game. They said it before before yeah. they play. You know, if we win this game, we get the the pork, the pig roast. Yeah, whatever. He, he goes, "I want that pig roast. Cap twelve always gets that pig roast. Yeah, that's what they were saying. You know, but then then they finally got. I uh, can't do right." <laughs> can't do right. Can't get right. Can't, can't get, get right. right. Can't get right. And he's, he's just not Dudley do right here. He's just the absolute, yeah. <laughs> the absolute greatest baseball player ever. He's Hank Aaron in prison, <laughs> pretty much. So you know, but he had he had the best time. <laughs> oh yeah, no, he he had it good. You you folks should watch the movie. Very strong message to the movie. Especially with this current social political climate that we live in, you know, the, uh, great movie though, what, what very the, funny. Not the funniest. Just I agree with Seth. Not the funniest movie, but it's also, parts. but it's also, it had a lot of moments. As it was a film that was meant to be a comedy. It it, it is funny in essence. I'm sure we've all seen funnier, but it's a movie worth watching if you want to get a laugh, and it's a very strong message to it. Okay. Oh. So one thing that I, I really, like, that I, I personally, um, all right, so the, the whole prison aspect of it, how at first, like, you know, they kind of felt like they were outcasts and they had to defend themselves. And then towards, you know, like, um, right after, you know, Eddie Murphy's character actually defends himself, he becomes, um, they, they, they start, like, seeing him as a brother. Yeah, uh, they, he the, gets respect out of that. He yeah. got his ass beat, but... Yeah. But, but they, they they took him in. But as the years go on, these people spend all their time together. They build like a, a brotherhood. Thing. Yeah, this, it's you a know? bond. It's a bond. <coughs> so That's... it's like, so even bringing that into the modern pr- prison system, these people are building brotherhoods with themselves. They leave and they have nothing. Where do they turn to? Yeah, to the brothers that they had that might be a little bit more well off than they do. And they what do they do? They turn themselves right back into the. Into yeah, crime. it's usually it's usually how it goes. Unfortunately, you know that it's just like how shitty the the prison systems are. Yeah, America. <laughs> well, back then the prison systems were barely like I was saying camps. Yeah, there were camps. They weren't actual prisons. They they said they said run, go ahead, run. We got yeah. you. <laughs> We get you all the way from here. <coughs> they made it all the way to the, uh, what did they say? They made it all the way to somewhere. 
But over the course of how many years did they spend in there? Over 65 years of being 65 wrongful, years. Wrongfully, uh, wrongfully accused of a crime. Yep. So glad that Mr. Pike showed up. Yeah, Mr. Pike showed up and he was basically put He didn't there. get away scot-free. He got his in the end. Like, yeah, Karma nice, got him. That's a nice watch. <laughs> yeah. No, but that, I like how it got. It came back to that watch. Yeah, because that was he. That was very dear to him. Yeah, but the, he, they checked the body for the watch. He's like, I want my watch back, because initially he got conned in the first place. So he's looking for his watch. He doesn't have it, and that's how they piece the two together. Like, right. Wow, Mr. Pike was the guy who killed him, and you have like the. You know, the, the greatest superintendent ever who realizes that these two never committed a crime and he ends up shooting Mr. Pike. Right, and he's talking about, uh, well, you guys got years of free labor out of these two. So I yeah, think it washes I, I out think, in the end. I think that's why the guy kind of, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He covered it up. Well, that, he, he the realized... The superintendent, played by Ned, ba- uh, Ned Beatty, sorry. But the, yeah. the, that's what he realized. He So, my lord, his character... He's talking to him, and they, they're getting along, and they're talking about... Um, he shows Martin Lawrence's character, uh, Claude, um, a pamphlet for a retirement home. And he's like, oh, that, that that's definitely looks like a nice home. It's better than anything I have here. And, you know, the superintendent feels bad, and he's like, you know... I didn't mean to be rude. I did Like, I, you know, I didn't mean to be rude, and he's like, you know, and he, he's like, honestly, 30 years is uh, so long for even, like, even for murder. 45 years is even long for even, even for murder. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, especially when you're innocent. And he goes, you know, well, like, half the people in here claim that they're innocent. And he goes, forgive me if I don't laugh. You know what I mean? Right. He, you know, which the guy of, said, yeah, uh, half the prisoners say they're innocent. Isn't that funny? He said, well, forgive me if I don't laugh. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I feel like that kind of set in with uh, the superintendent himself, too. Yeah, that was, was the like, moment, because he was thinking from then on. And then, yeah, and then, boom, uh, just a couple scenes later. Right. Mr. Pike. Karma has a way of showing itself. I mean, it just sucks that he died on the shitter. <laughs> Yo. Yeah. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was that was bad. I'm going to make sure you get your part of papers in the morning. Like, I'm not your boss anymore. Yeah, he... And then, uh, boom. Dead. Yeah, he put shit in. That, well, that's karma there, too. I, I don't know if that was karma for them. Oh, for him? Or, you know, he died in the shitter. He died like a king, baby. Sitting I'm going to tell throne. you this. Um, I'm going to tell you this. If I was to die anyway, it could be sleeping or like that. I'll be fine. I'll be... <laughs> content. I'll go content. I don't know. Uh, but, because right. there's like six million ways to die. Yeah, if I could get one of those two, I'll, I'll go okay. Sitting on the toilet. Like, it's going to take a minute for the antidote to kick in. It's going to take I, a minute. And you're shitting your brains out dead. And, and when I go up to Pearly Gaze, the guy's going to tell me, Yo, <laughs> could you at least, at least wipe your ass before you came in here? What the fuck? <laughs> I told you that story, right? Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was... Sorry, God, I tried to hold on, but I had to go. I had to go. Did we do that on air a few weeks? Uh, like, one of the first podcasts we did, we, we mentioned that on I think that, that was mentioned. There. At least the antidote part. <laughs> uh, Me- memorable shit mentions. My neighbors like to fuck with people. Uh, okay, so... Uh, any scenes in particular that stood out for you? There were a few. I like the scene when the guy was telling the story. They all knew it was not true. Mm. 
But they were still so entertained by the story, they were pretty much heckling the other guy for interrupting him. Wait, wait, let's tell the story. Yeah, and like, what, what would I be doing? Oh, okay, so that's yeah. uh, the bunk scene where Eddie Murphy's telling them about the club and they're all in the boom, boom, room. The boom, boom, room. Because it's a place that he claims to have that is in the development stages, but it's just <laughs> in his head. And he did say that it's in his head. He wasn't lying about it. But the way they were talking about it, just to keep themselves entertained, gives you an idea... Oh, how it probably is in certain situations. You know, like you have nothing, and he gave them a party. Just they're all sitting there. I noticed sitting exactly. down in, in their bunk beds. Yeah, that's valuable. I noticed that that backdrop that they had in the background behind Eddie Murphy in that scene, where they they when you first see Eddie Murphy, that same backdrop they used in The Great Gatsby behind Leo. Probably used that's it in the cotton in the cotton club too. More likely. More likely. <laughs> but it was cool. It was cool because they remember they they were imagining in their imagination they were there and he was telling me, you know somebody gotta watch the door. You you're gonna be at the tables gambling. You gonna have a great steak. You gonna be singing with the band. But, but Lord, somebody's gotta work here. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So so basically he's giving people jobs at his place. Basically what they what he, they what they're into. You know giving them mean? their imagination, and it was to me that was a great scene because there was bonding. Of just telling stories for their imagination to keep themselves mentally out of that horrible place they were in. Right. The boom boom room became their own personal, their own personal mind room. We'll call it. Right. No, that 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 actually was my favorite scene, and I'm mad that you said it because now I have to think of my second favorite scene. Yeah. All right, well, I'll go with mine. I got dibs. No, I got my. I have two scene. scenes in mind. Uh-huh. Uh, the first scene that I had in mind <laughs> was a scene where they're all sitting around. And he's ask, they're asking, hey, can you read? Uh, no, no, I, I can't read. You can't read? You've been here how many years? Well, okay, they get Eddie Murphy to read this guy's letter, and he's just reading up, well, your sister died. And which sister? This, uh, well, Jenny died. Oh, oh, wait, no, and then Milena died, too. And just going through the whole line, like his entire family had just died. But yeah. now the dog's still there, and somebody's taking care of it. But it has worms it may not live. What's the worms secure? And then he said... Can I read anybody? Anybody else need me to read something? No, 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 no. Everybody was cool. We didn't want him to read. <laughs> that was definitely that was definitely a good scene. I like that. Yeah, I'd say my second favorite scene. I had two, like I said. My second favorite scene is the lineup. The lineup when the the superintendent comes out. No, I have the baby. Of a third scene <laughs> with the baby. Yeah, and, and just, uh, uh, I'm, I'm the daddy. I'm the daddy, and then. Uh, Bernie Mac steps up. I'm the pappy. I the pappy. I the pappy. <laughs> and everybody starts laughing. No, the, the, thanks. And you know, you should have just, just said one scene and gave me the opportunity to have mine because you took mine and then you took mine on the second scene. All I got to say is that superintendent was dumb as shit. Because yeah. the second, he's going down the line holding the baby up to everybody, holding the baby up to everybody. The second he holds that baby up to, to for, for the they can't get right... His daughter, Daddy, can you just give me my baby back now? <laughs> yeah. Immediately. And then, and then, then as they're leaving, they're uh, waving at each other. Yeah, she, <laughs> went, she was in love with him. He, he's a, he's in he's a, in reverse, looking well, backwards, looking right at her in the back seat, and she's waving at somebody, you, and he's waving back like you're the daddy. Like, yeah, we don't need more, we don't need <laughs> was, Maury for that. Yeah, shit. he was dumb as a bag of rocks. One and one equals apparently fucking stupid. He didn't get it. He no. didn't understand. He wasn't piecing anything together. I see her going to Pittsburgh to catch his baseball games. 
Because he get his pardon papers. You get that baseball because, money because now. Because there were rumors floating around because this guy could hit a ball like like a cannon. He's a good, you know, they play baseball and he's a good hit. He's an excellent hitter. So, uh, with scouts the for, the, for the Negro League. Of Claude and Ray. Yeah, he had the tutelage of Claude and Ray, of course. But then um, a scout for the Negro League come by and, you know, they hear about this kid. And they get him a pardon. They get him out of jail. Uh, uh, a Negro League pro baseball team. So he leaves after the whole incident with the child. So I can see I can see the wife going to see him in Pittsburgh. Yeah. No, but oh, oh, well, they were traveling teams probably when he came to wherever they went to after that. Yeah, like, yeah that's my baby. I guess, you know, now that I'm, like, down to this scene, that have to be, like, uh, when Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence are arguing, the, the, like, that's when they took, like, the 35-year gap, well, well, X amount of year gap of not talking, and he's like, no, no, like, there's a plane over here, and he's like, we can get to it, how hard is it to find a plane? And he's like, you're not going, I'm not going anywhere with you, fuck you, blah, blah, blah. He makes it all the way to the plane, and he's, like, flying over the prison camp, and everyone's like, yeah! See you in your yard! He crashes into, like, the backfield over there. He yelled at us, see you in New York City! The fact that he walked away with nothing but soot, I mean, that was a little unbelievable. I mean, the thing exploded. Yeah. You know, unless he bailed out, like, mid-explosion, maybe he might have lived. But, no, the biplane blew up. He would have been dead. A great scene on this movie that I really liked. Okay. Of course, this is a spoiler podcast, right? Well, um, everything we've been doing has been spoiling the movie. If you haven't seen a movie from 1999 yet, do remember, we tell you at the beginning of this podcast, this is a spoiler podcast. If you are still listening, this is your own fucking fault. Sorry. After they've been in jail for so long, this guy comes up with a plan. <laughs> um, and, they, and they're in that infirmary because they're really super old. Um, they set that shit on fire. And that's how they... I guess they stole somebody from the morgue and left and basically in the middle of the fire. Um, I guess Claude left the body over there and then um, Ray went in to save him. Ray is the character that Eddie Murphy plays. And then they just disappeared. And everybody thought the bodies was them. Which to me, like, what I kind of like... So, he never got the plan from him. They went their own separate ways. He's like, I got a plan. I got a plan. I got a plan. So Martin Lawrence's character must have gotten two bodies, yeah, brought yeah. it into the, brought it in there, kind of knowing that he would run in to save him. You know what I mean? Because like they all ran out. If it was part of the plan, they both could have technically just stayed in there. Instead, he ran out of the building. Right. Realized that realized Claude, Claude was still, was still in, in there. there. He realized like, no, Claude wasn't around. No, I gotta go get him. <laughs> like like he would have he would have rather die. And have his friend, you know, that be with well, Eddie friend. Murphy always thought of Claude as his friend. Even yeah. though, though Claude spent a good portion of time just hating him. Even though he saved yeah. his life. Right. It pretty much saved his life. It's true, because he was getting dunked <laughs> into some water, riding fast that in water. Was, that was some BS. Like, that whole speech where he's telling him, I, I regret the day that I met you. If, you ha- if I hadn't met you, my life would be so much better when the reality is... You would have gone into that bathroom after spilling something on yourself. They would have dumped your ass, and you would have been dead. Yeah, because the only reason you're alive is because even if they they didn't take his wallet, you gotta understand that this guy was selfish from the beginning. So people took his money. Yeah, they took it. Like the 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 loan sharks came in and took his money. Yeah. So even if he didn't meet him, you know what I mean. Even if they didn't run into each other in the bathroom, right? He would have been moneyless. They would they would have actually wouldn't have mattered anyway. Right. 
Yeah, these people. You gotta understand, selfish people are ungrateful <laughs> because they think anything they get from somebody else, no matter how big of a favor it is, they deserved it. So why should I thank you? And that's basically that character's personality. So, Usually, people that have had it too easy in life are like that. So what? What? Uh, all right. Uh, this is one of my favorite scenes in this one. So uh, he's talking about Eddie Murphy. And uh, Eddie Murphy's character Ray, and he's like, "Yeah, you like you're so, um, you're so irresponsible, blah blah blah." blah. And he's like, oh, "All right, here, take the two dollars. This two dollars is for gas. You stay here. I'm gonna go over here. You know what I mean? The two dollars yep. got him all the way back." And he's sitting there, and he's sitting at the bar, and he's just like, "I need to keep an eye on you." So he's sitting there, and a prostitute comes up to him, starts like, "You know, uh, okay." First of all. He did not know it was a prostitute. He was so naive, he literally believed every word this girl said. Yeah, Ray knew. Ray knew, Ray knew right, right off the bat. But, uh, you know... So <laughs> well, you were over there busy. You know, he, he couldn't even remember his own name when he met this girl. He fell head over here. He was... I think I think he was focused about chest level. That's about it. <laughs> He's like, uh, my name. My name is uh, the uh, the C. C. Yeah, no, it begins with the C. Listen. Oh, Mr. C. There are some women in life that you will meet. Whether they're good women or bad, there's gonna be women in life that you meet that will make you forget anything at that moment, and at that moment, nothing else happens but that person looking at you. And this has been the philosophical moment by our good friend Omar. <laughs> it who happens. Has, who has been in that place? Oh, I've been in that. Place. <laughs> we all have. I, uh, I've, <laughs> I was engaged twice before I got married, so I, I've been in that place more times than I, I really care to tell people. Uh, yeah. But and I now tell people you know, all the time, so who am I bullshit? No, but but essentially with that though, with that scene though, like they they go to go leave, and he's like, you still got that two dollars, and he's like, well, you see what had happened was, you know, and it's like, yeah, so in all reality, you knew he was irresponsible, gonna ruin all the money, even though he would have won and he got hustled out of it. Yeah. Or he was he was also pissed about how they cheated him too. Right. So he got cheated out of... He started gambling at this place, at this juke joint, whatever. And and he lost all the money that they had with them. And he was so confident some, that he put up his dad's watch. Yeah. The he knew he had a good game. Had. And then he noticed, and then he went out looking for this man who cheated them. And the guy was dead. The guy who took his dad's watch. And they get accused for the murder and get put away for life. Because they are conveniently standing over the body. And white. So, well, well, the people's are white. <laughs> well, the police officers were white. You're white! I, I, I am white. Uh, well, yeah, there's that. I mean, I'm white too, but it's okay. I felt attacked. Um, <laughs> I'm white. I'm white. No, you're red, actually. You're red. I'm, yeah. I'm turning brown. You're very tan. <laughs> you, yeah, your face is like beet red, and like then your arms are really tan. Mm-hmm. My face will go back. You, okay. might, get, you might get asked for papers. <laughs> Uh, see, <laughs> Pedro. Uh, tu, Pano. They could send you to Mexico for free, though. Yeah, right. <laughs> I need However, another vacation. The, the trip back might be difficult. No, all he has to do is get his mom to come down and get him. He's done getting drunk. <laughs> mom, I need my papers. I need to come back. Yeah. All right. Any other? Yeah. <laughs> <Mom's> <laughs> <a> sigh. <laughs> Listen, Mr. Trump, I'm a white man. Um, <laughs> I can't prove that I'm white. I can. DNA test me. 
Uh, yeah, well, my, my, my people were not exactly well-loved when uh, this country first started either. However, I did not get the shit end of the stick. No, no. Uh, eventually, things came out a little well for your people. Far the Irish. Little, you know, but, but, yeah. It was bad, and that movie reflects a lot of the things that were bad in the 30s, then the 40s. A lot of things were happening by the 70s, but... When they saw the, all the yeah, you already know how this is. You already know how it goes. This is America. And fast forward to today. Nothing really changed. People were just more quiet about it. Well, no. A lot, a lot, I, you can't say that. A lot has changed. Because honestly, like even what I, one of the scenes that I liked in this is Martin Lawrence, uh, when they first pick up Mr. Pike. Martin Lawrence's character, Claude, he's driving the superintendent's car to the city. Or the, like the t- local town or whatever. And he sees like blacks and whites and everybody coming off coming off the bus like coming off the same bus. They were all hippies at the same but, time. Yeah, but they but they all were interacting with each other. There were some that were whites that were married to black. Well, maybe not married because they were hippies. But they but saw them yeah, together. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like they were integrated. What hippies don't get married? What are you talking about? Like the gentleman with the ice cream truck yeah, and the young lady that was standing with all the other stability. kids. And... <laughs> yeah, there were things that he was seeing that things had changed. He was. Not sure how to feel about that. It's how I saw it, how it struck me. Yeah. Um, probably a good thing, but then again, if you're used to something, you're used to something, I guess. But, you know, he at the end of, at the, end of the day, he went through with his plan, brought it to fruition, and it was fun to see because it ends with them at a Yankees game. <laughs> That was an interesting little argument at the end there. With and the they were arguing about the game. Still, they probably died arguing. Which one's the Yankees? That one's the Yankee. Right there, the one that's on the mound. Well, the thing is, is like Ray didn't really know too much about baseball. It was Claude who brought in his expertise. Yeah, he, he was the baseball guy. Okay. Do we, do we run out of something? I thought you were going to say something. <laughs> I mean, jump in. And jump I wasn't, in I wasn't looking up. I, jump yeah. in. The water's great. My dog is is currently under the door over here whimpering. I'm hoping to prevent having to get up and stop everything and going out there. You're perfectly fine. Now you 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 just explain to them that there's a dog, they wouldn't have cared. All in all, if you haven't seen that movie, see it. It's a great movie, I think, um, with a very strong message to it, in my opinion. A strong message for a comedy. For exactly, you know, exactly, it had a lot of funny moments, but it was still a comedy. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it still had that 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 strong message. message. You know, it, but I guess it's our frame of mind. You kind of have to see the message to really get. Yeah, it. I really feel like that message is even more important to remember right now with our with our current political climate. Oh, stop! Yes. We're not talking about politics. We are not talking about politics. But we are. We are not. We are not <laughs> talking about politics. I am not talking about politics. You I'm just, just talking politics. about the reign of bullshit that just happens on a daily basis. I'm done. Yeah. It's true. I mean... It has nothing to do with our current president. We as a people suck. It has nothing to do with... So we initially... <laughs> okay. We initially added this to our list because it uh, only had about a 50% rating on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. I, I honestly think this is a much better movie than what they're rating it. Well, yeah, I, Mr. me too. Mr. Church has a 24 rating. True. I have yet to see that one. Uh, again, so, I have I not watched like, Mr. Church yet. I, I know you're like trying to get us to. I feel like we should watch you, it. You, you said you've seen it, right? Yeah. Um, I've seen the trailers of it. It looks good. Um, most comedians do very good on, on serious roles when they get them. 
Um, but you have people. I don't want to talk too much. Because about most it comedians people. understand pain. But yeah, you know, yeah. I believe know, I believe a lot of humor comes from sadness. You you have so possibly that's the reason. You have Robin Williams, who was great on like any aspect of it. Funny, um, he could do serious roles. You know, um, he even played a serial so, killer. Right. So you have him. Insomnia. Yeah, that you was have, that was an amazing movie. You have made his sleep easy. People like Eddie Murphy, who kind of got screen casted into what they what they are, and he tried a thousand words, right? Which still had comedic aspects to it. But even so, like you know, it was supposed to also be a serious role in the end. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, be careful. What it had comedic say. aspects, just like uh, say Jim Carrey and the Majestic. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it was still a very serious movie, but there were comedic bits to it. Right, and then you know you have this this new one, which is Miss the Church, which I highly recommend to everybody, um, which also deals a little bit of with a little bit of racism in the beginning, but right. and, but ends out, well, but ends out you know like that's family. It do, you, it doesn't matter the skin color any anything like that. Family no. is family. Yeah, it's which, true. It shouldn't matter. <clears throat> I kind of wish this movie did have a little bit more of a white cast in the prison system. You know when you're tapping around, we can hear that up here. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry, folks. You don't gotta point I'm out call- everything, Chris. That That's was what my I do. That was my Tourette's acting up. I just felt like I had to I talk see about- how it felt when I tapped that. I talk about shit that I absolutely have no right talking about on the fucking podcast. No, there's a dog at the door. Nobody heard the dog. I heard the dog. It bothered me. Nobody. I love the dog. Don't get me wrong, but if it's trying to burrow under my door through the carpet, that bothers me a little bit. Omar well, his a special foot. a special shout out to those like Chris who might be probably pausing the podcast and turning this all the way up to hear the dog doing what he said the dog was okay. doing. So, <laughs> at this point, at this point, we're about forty minutes into the podcast, and I'm just going to say this: if if you anybody has sitting sat down and actually taken the time to listen to our podcast. We are probably the most unpolished podcast I have ever heard. And it's not its not that it's a bad thing. I like us being unpolished. I love the unpolished. I like right. a little bit of real life sneaking into the podcast on Chris, occasion. you're out. It, there's nothing Hold wrong on. with that. You and me, we're in. We're just going <laughs> to... <laughs> yep. <laughs> Fuck you guys. I'll take away equipment now. <laughs> Who am I kidding? He's got He's got. He's equipment. got equipment. I got a headphone jack. My phone. <laughs> you guys, just screw you, Chris. We're he said here. he's gonna take his equipment, but we're at his home. <laughs> when are you gonna take your equipment? <laughs> where, where, where you gonna, I'm gonna go sit in the corner over there with my equipment and just cry into the microphone. No, it's over. It's over. In all reality, in all reality, though, big shout out to Chris Murray for bringing us all together to do this. Um, I, I love everything we do about it. I hope our, some of our listeners. Do. Yeah. Uh, we'd never kick him out. If anything, I'm the one getting kicked out, and that's because I'm going to say something that's going to receive a letter, which I'm waiting for. And, <laughs> and if you are listening and you love movies, we are looking for guests to feed into this podcast on occasion as well. Drop by Anchor.com. Drop into our little uh, our little page there through Anchor, and you can leave is us a message. Is that where our website is? So, well, our website will actually have the tag, so it'll have the URL to be able to go over to Anchor and, and bring that up. And they can go there and they can actually leave us messages telling us what they like, telling us that they'd love to be part of the podcast. Tell us what you love, what you love watching. And if you love absolute shit movies, we love you. 
Well, you heard that, motherfuckers. We're getting a website. We're coming up in the world, baby. Uh, and yeah. if you want to ever prank, prank your friends, uh, go to me at spin.com and enjoy. Check it out. Yeah. Don't check it out. Have your friends check it out. No, don't. <laughs> That's don't. a prank, guys. That is a prank website. It's me. not gonna. It's not gonna crash your phone. You're just gonna. It's see not gonna give anybody's computer aids. You're just gonna see something me you don't want to see. Me at spin.com. Wow. Hey, think think about that. Just put those words together and just and play it Stop out. Stop ruining head. this for them. Stop ruining it for them. <laughs> and the look of realization on Omar's face. Okay, I love it. <laughs> I'm, now I'm not curious anymore. <laughs> he was gonna go home and check it out. I was, I, I, that you, ass. you ruined it, Chris. That ass, I, I was gonna go home and check it out. Now I don't wanna. Babe, check out this site. Let's oh, go see this. We, we still got one more podcaster we can trick. She will this. never come over again. No, I feel like she's 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 there with us. Yeah, no, no, she's chasing for the long haul. If we if we were to just be like, hey, check out a picture of my dick, yeah, she'd hate it. But if yeah. we were like check out this website, we should how to do. She that, will probably crack up. Yeah. Uh, well, shout out to Nico. Uh, not we here with you, us Nico. tonight. We'll miss you. See you soon at the podcast. We'll be all the crew, the whole gang together she'll, here. She'll be back with, t- together with us this weekend. Good. So. And she is, she is in it. Right. Just yeah, you know, as we as we well know, you've heard a couple of podcasts where it's 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 just me and somebody else, or it's just two of us, or it's just three of us. And sometimes we all can't get together; schedules don't exactly match up. Yeah, and, and we make it messy. That is also why we're looking for guests. That way, we end up in a two-person situation. We might be able to call from somebody in left field and say, "Hey, you want to come down here and and shoot the shit and start a podcast up with us and uh, go and." Watch a few shitty ass movies. Uh, this one was not wow. really shitty. Uh, it was uh, originally filmed on a budget of eighty million dollars, and they came in just shy. I want to say about seven million shy of meeting the budget. So they didn't make any money off of the film, but they certainly didn't lose a whole shit. No, shit it load. wasn't a huge loss. It's not like they spent eighty million dollars on it and got back ten. You know, I could say definitely. I'm not sure what went wrong there. Probably black, bad promotion. Who knows? But it is a good movie. Well, it's it's considered a cult classic. So it 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 is it has a cult following among the African American community after the release when it came out on Blu-ray and DVD. Yeah. It's just got a massive cult following now. Well, a lot of people, um, well, people from the hood, not necessarily only African Americans, but us Hispanics. A lot of people from the high remember that identified and loved the movie. Because it, it's it's a piece of culture, I, say, I would say prison culture. I knew people that had been in prison, I knew people that had been in prison since forever. And they could tell you, like, that was kind of the shit you will see. Uh, over here, uh, I think Zeph yeah, has I'm something to say. Yeah, I'm holding up my 40, He's sitting there trying to tell me. 40 of malt you liquor. Call, you called me ghetto earlier because I'm drinking my 40 of malt liquor. Is that liquor. a Cobra? Not ghetto. You're ghetto circa 1992 with that 40. I don't drink 40s no more. Well, we I've been drinking up that one. Tape. One more in some duct hands. tape. Edward 40 hands. I always wanted to do that for Halloween, but I, I pee too much. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, all you need is a catheter. Yeah, let's do that. I mean, if you want to go if you want to go all the way with it, you pee too much. No, catheter, no, just strap it back to your leg. You said Edward 40 hands. You have this both is, of your hands. Oh, tape. both of your hands so got to be 40? So you got to finish one of them. 
but and then take that one off before you can do anything with that hand. I could do it, but if it ever came to the point where I really had to pee and it's like, like what am I supposed? I could. I hold believe it, the but, deal is you're not supposed to take them off your hands until both are finished. Well, you know what? Yeah. My pee says different. <laughs> the way his pee is set up. I I don't care to see your pee. All right. So we're going to go ahead and take a very quick break before we do the last portion of the podcast. Uh, we're going to do our, our little pitch storm thing. But first, a word from whoever, I, I guess, somebody. A word from a, a sponsor, somebody that stuck around long enough to... Say something. They don't, they don't love us. us. Say something. If, if they listen to this podcast us. and they're sponsoring us, more than likely it's uh, somebody of ill repute or somebody that didn't care what we're saying. It's probably a word from our sponsor, so, John's Barbecue and Foot Massage. John's Barbecue and Foot Massage. John's been Barbecue and Foot Massage. Poker in the front, oh, liquor in the rear. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so heading into the uh, Pitch Storm portion of our podcast, we're going to go ahead and draw the cards. Pitch Storm. Okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> that got to be the introduction for now on. Go ahead and, uh, okay, well, we take the cards. Let's do it again. What? Do what again? Well, pitch star. I have nothing else to add to that. He sounds exciting. <laughs> Where we pitch your storm, not your <laughs> That sounded just wrong for no reason. <laughs> I've never your... seen anything that made sense but sounded wrong. You can pitch my time. storm, but don't toss my salad, please. That's Damn. All. Just saying. How romantic we getting here? Huh? You got two. You just took the one you like the most. And I got the notes. And we're gonna. I don't don't read good. Mr. Omar, read them out. You're trying to take his daddy watch. That's my daddy's watch. Okay. Of what feel? Okay. What? Oh, a tribe of cavemen hunting for food. Sleep their way to the top of their field. Wait, what? You mean like fuck their way to the top of their field? No, 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 it's it's This slept. is a movie about the porn industry. So this yeah, is but this is a like movie it. about horny cavemen. Yeah. It's it's cavemen. A tribal caveman hunting for food sleep their way to the top of their field. Okay. What does it say? We had this before. Oh no no, we, we did that before. Let's try something else. Okay, something in the middle. Here we go. I got it. Oh no no no! I got how how many cards do we have here? I keep picking the same things we've already had. This sounds more suitable. I've got to be honest with you. I don't think there are enough bears in this movie. I think that we're gonna put a lot of bears in that movie. Okay. <laughs> so I'll just... say more bears, more. So this bears. is gonna be half porn, half the revenant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So. <clears throat> So let's th- let's see. If I'm if I'm thinking cavemen right off the bat, I want Zach Galifianakis in this movie. Yep, Zach Galifianakis, cavemen, and Seth right Rogen, there. Jack Black, and Jack Black. So those are the main guys, the main three. And yep. I don't I, think, I don't think I've actually seen Jack Black in a movie with either of those guys before. Well, it's a tribe, so we can squeeze a few more in there. Yeah, okay, <laughs> who else are we gonna scream? Uh, scream. <laughs> who else are we gonna squeeze into that lot? Dave Chappelle. Okay, so we we That's need a witch doctor. Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle's is the, the witch doctor. I'll okay. take that. But uh, we need a, an extreme. I, let's put Gabrielle Union as the head of of the tribe. She's the leader. And 
The people okay. who get sent to the I don't best think we're hunting grounds. Th- you're not thinking cave mine mindset. I am. Caveman mindset. I am. Oh, yeah. Because who, she dictates where but you Gabriel get sent. Union. Yeah. What's wrong with Gabrielle? Well, the, the other guys that we've picked, you can kind of picture as cavemen. I can't picture her as a cave woman at all. She's the cave queen. Oh, we 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 find a way. Don't worry, we got good makeup artists in our production company. Uh, maybe if we get Michael Dorn's guys out there. You know, who Michael Dorn is right. Mm, I think. Worf. So. From, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Star Trek: The Next Generation. So essentially, you know, she's beautiful and like. Yeah. To bring back the biggest kill ever. So we don't have you that issue it. again. We're going to put these over here. Yeah, she is. But you you have the... the Dwayne Wade, a lucky man. Uh, Send us let's tickets. See. <laughs> Send Rival tickets. tribe. Rival tribe, headed up by LeBron James. Just, just put him in there. He doesn't have to have a speaking role. Just put him in there. Yeah, I see it. Like the rival tribe is all like athletes, and from they're like, they're all they're all like warrior tribe, and they're all athletes. You like can get athletes, a few. warrior tribe. These guys, you know, massive vertical can run real fast. You know, these guys are like top yeah. of their game, and then her tribe, the guys that are all running for. So she has two tribes pitting themselves against back, each other. We're gonna, in put, we're, gonna, we're gonna put Ronda Rousey as the the head the head of that warrior. tribe of the other no, tribe. No, no, no. The, we're taking Gabrielle Union out, and we're putting Ronda Rousey there, and they have to sleep. She with does her. have acting chops. I mean, the Expendables. Yeah. They have to. Yeah. S- they have to sleep with her for her to teach them how to hunt, so that they can become the best hunters out of the them and the other tribe. Yeah, on that other tribe, so, we can put George Foreman like at the wise man. Ronda, that, that I, is I want, the elder. Ronda, if you happen to be listening to this, I just want to make sure that you're not going to snap Zeph's neck for suggesting that you sleep with the I've likes seen of you Jack. Shit your pants. <laughs> The likes of Jack Black, <laughs> Seth Rogen, and Zach Galifianakis. She's probably a good sport about it. She'll probably be a good sport. She's still she can still kick Seth's ass, but she's probably a good sport about it. Uh, okay, we, we can hope she's a good sport. Okay, so she's the head of our movie. She's the queen of the class. But you can't. I mean, talk it, you're the queen. But, but if, if she kicks his ass, it'll be fun to watch. I'll break it up after a little while. Tell I'll start taking bets. Don't kill him, Rhonda. Don't kill him. Bets on what? On how long? Running. Bets on what? On how long it takes for him to die? Pass out. You might be. You might be able to kick my ass, Ronda Rousey, but I'm funnier, and I can talk shit for a very long time. Um, He'll okay. know you into forgiveness. There's a lot of ego over here on the other side of the microphone. Yeah. Uh, Shout out uh, to Toby Jones. Toby Jones. <laughs> All right, so do we have any other people we want to use to round out the uh, athletic <coughs> tribe? George Foreman could be like an elder in the tribe, like one of those respected elder men. Right, right, George Foreman. I like George Foreman for that. Um, George Foreman and Michael Jordan. They just kind of, they're, they're the tribe elders, and they constantly are just conversing back and forth with each other. They don't talk to anybody else. They talk to each other to about other people. Yes. Um, yeah, that's You're allowed to listen to them, but they don't talk to you. Well, they have their own language that only the two of them can speak. It could be George Foreman. Yeah, George Foreman and Michael Jordan, probably, or... Sugar Ray Leonard. Nah, she Tyson. Goes... George Foreman and Tyson. Tyson. George Foreman and Tyson. Tyson And they're just sitting on Rocky More chairs. acting chops there. Yeah. Mike Tyson could act some. Some. He's been in a couple of things I didn't mind. You understand movie. after that movie, The Hangover, I can't think of, I can't hear that song by Phil Collins, filling in the air tonight without thinking of Mike Tyson. This is the part I like here. 
Do you realize after watching The China Salesman, I cannot unsee that one scene where Mike Tyson gets punched in the face and they just... He gets punched in the face by... And uh, that face ripples. Uh, Steven Seagal, and his face just ripples. Steven Seagal. Ultra slow-mo. The James Bond from Rednecks. <laughs> oh, no. No. <laughs> I feel like this one's a hard one to put together. This... It's 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 difficult because you're asking the the the, the plot there is, is basically they're supposed to sleep the way to, their way to the top of their profession, which is being a caveman and so hunting. The idea would be that they would eat, they would sleep with, with animals? the head of their tribe and the head of the other tribe to get ahead in this contest where they're supposed to be gathering food as part of the contest. Yeah. That Unless they're horrible. sleeping with the animals to get to the head of their tribe, and that's just fucking weird. Or, <laughs> or, we're, or we're looking about this like the complete wrong way, guys. Okay. The the best hunter in their tribe is disgusting. Like pretty much looks like a man, but is just a completely disgusting woman. You know what I mean? Like has Damn. a bigger beard than all three of us put together, especially you two, because I can't grow one. You know what I mean? How, you're going to have to find a virtual unknown to play that missing, role. Missing an yeah. eye. You know what I mean? I could we, think we, of we a few. But I'm not mentioning them. You know, you know missing who Missing an eye has like three fingers You know on who did hand. a pretty good, like, grotesque woman? Have you seen, uh... Oh, God, what is the name of that movie? Uh, the one where, uh... Yeah, that one. <laughs> Richard Lewis <laughs> plays King... Uh, plays the king with the moles moving around his face all the time. Mm. I think it, it might be Robin Hood Men in Tights, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And Tracy Ullman plays the hag. True. So, but essentially, she's the best hunter-gatherer ever. Only, she does not like hunting and gathering. So they convince her, they're like, listen, we'll sleep with you. She just gave up that shit. If, we'll sleep with you, yeah, you teach us. You teach us. So she was getting, you know... She was getting, she was getting laid every day, just teaching guys to hunt and gather. Right, so you have these montages. So she was gathering. You know, I've heard these montages of her teaching them to hunt and gather, and then they cut away for a second, and she's dragging them back over here to the cave. Yep, by their hair. Time, it's know. not my night! It's so not my night! She teaches one guy <laughs> She teaches one guy to throw the spear, and the guy that's sitting next to her, she clubs over the head, drags him back to the cave while he's practicing throwing the spear. You will throw a spear one more time. I'll be back. <laughs> Schwarzenegger. We should really? have we should have David uh, Spade in there too, just to have like the little little guy. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Who she who she prefers? <laughs> no. That's it. That's her favorite. Just dragging him by. That's the, the one she's got the eyes for the entire time. Just, David Spade. She, she's dealing with these guys, but it's like she that's the guy that he wants. And that's the one that rejects her all the time. Listen, I see David Spade. Doing that type of role in a movie like that, and Tracy Ullman, uh, yeah, I see. We it. should do the complete opposite of Joe Dirt for him. In yep. this role, he is like the Adonis of the tribe. Joe Clean. <laughs> <laughs> he, he is like he is like the 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 heartthrob, the caveman Adonis, the heartthrob of the caveman. You are a heartthrob <laughs> among cavemen. <laughs> huh? Mike, Mike soap. soap. <laughs> Mike soap. Not Joe Dirt. It's Mike soap. Yep. My shampoo. Because <laughs> it's caveman. He's, there's no Mike Soap here. It's, uh, uh, you know. We should probably give him that name. And what? Uh, but he's beautiful. Yeah, but his name is. Uh, uh. <laughs> gonna make him make the uh, face. We're gonna end up. We're gonna end up 
getting one of this shit published and in, in, in a movie made out of this shit. So you'll you'll see one day. We'll work on it. One day. One day. My, we have enough my time to, We have enough time to sit and flesh one of these out. Uh, we're gonna make these movies. All right. But not, right? So I, I think I think we've kind of run the course of this particular. Yeah, this particular movie went. So I'm gonna flippity flippity floop. I'm gonna pick a character card here. You cut the deck. Pick a note card. You cut the deck and pick a plot card, and then pass them all to me. Uh, nope, we can't do that one. No, we can't. We shouldn't. All right. A lot of dead air here. Sorry about the, the dead air. We're just... Yeah, takes a moment to pick out cards here. I tell tell Omar to cut the deck. He picks up the whole thing, almost drops it on the floor. Oh. <laughs> All right. No There's a lot cards. of power okay. and reflexes in that almost. Oh, this one's too, like, on the nose. Can you pick me another another plot? What, what do we have? Just so that we can... No. Ah. Oh. All right, well, we can do this one if you want, but it's like it's way too on the nose. Ah, there we go. That's better. <laughs> That's what, what was it, though? Well, well, it, it's two, it was two things about aliens. So they like it actually matched. It didn't sound funny. There's no weirdness to it. And we want something weird, you know? Oh, this should be fun. An astronomer that thinks they've made contact with aliens goes for gold in an Olympic figure skating contest. And the note here is, can we add some edgy racial tension? That's the zeitgeist right now. Yeah, that will work. So Definitely. we need to make edgy racial tension. So okay. essentially, he thinks he found contact with an alien race, but it's like when Christopher Columbus made it to America and was like, you're Indians. <laughs> We're right, you're wrong. <laughs> you're aliens. No, we've been here the entire time. What you're you the about? alien. So like okay. he's like the dumbest guy in the world. No, well, no, because essentially what he what this guy is supposed to be is he's supposed to be a Olympic level figure skater that's going for the gold. You don't need to that be also smart. is an astronomer in his part time. Yeah, you don't need to be smart to do either. Part time astronomer. Don't need to be smart to be an astronomer. Yeah, you, if I yeah, give no, you, you a don't. telescope and I tell you to look up at the sky, technically you're an astronomer. Just because I have a telescope does not make me an astronomer. Doesn't make you not an astronomer. Me calling myself an astronomer would definitely make me an asshole. Do you know what the the definition of a chef is? What's the, the definition of chef? The head of a kitchen. So you could be in a shit kitchen, be the head of that shit kitchen. So, so who's that? You are considered a chef. So who but is the sous chef? The neck of the kitchen? The next one down. By that oh. same effect, the neck. Yeah. By default, there is a worst doctor in the world, and tomorrow somebody has an appointment to see them. What do you mean? <laughs> Think about that for a minute. By default, there has to be a worse doctor in the world. It's true. And tomorrow, somebody has an appointment to see them. I say yeah. them because it could be he, could be a she. Yeah. I don't want to be sexist when I'm calling somebody a shitty doctor. And you also don't want to be the one seeing them. Astronomer. No. An expert in or expert. student of, of astronomy. So I love how you said the expert and or student. So oh, it could be funny. either or. So the astronomer could just have a telescope, and he is now picking up little little flip flippity flip books with pictures in them. His double dabbling concept. Ooh, that's the moon. Ooh, that's a star. Kind of like Ooh, the guy the with the binoculars sun. in the Audubon boom, Society book for birds. Boom, you're He's an a bird watcher. You're an astronomer. So it's you true. Don't... Being a bird wa- being a bird watcher doesn't make you a biologist. No. However, you could be an astronomer because you have a telescope. Yeah. 
That's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. You don't gotta go, you don't gotta go to school for that shit. If you guys have a dream, pursue it. Okay? So who is our astronomer figure skater? Uh, Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> you, want, you want to put Mark Ruffalo on, on figure skates? Because he could do, like, I feel like he could be elegant, but he can also be, like, that crazy side where he's like, I got aliens! You know what I mean? Like, yeah, the wild one. Um, okay, I could see that. Uh, let's make this pairs figure skating. Give him a partner. Hmm. hmm. That's a good one. This is where the racial tension comes in. He's paired up with somebody that he doesn't want to be paired with. Yep. Well, this is not even, that's racist. His parents uh, probably uh, well, have a problem attention. with. Probably his parents could have a problem with a Middle Eastern figure skater that wears a hijab. And... Uh, okay, well that that makes it Mila difficult Kudis. for me. No, Mila. No, not difficult. I mean, who's, who's racial tension. They're gonna be on that. BS. Yes, on that Mia course. Khalifa. Yeah, you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> <You're very bastard. laughs> they be you, you both knew. You just wanted to see who. That was the trick. That was the trick. You just wanted to see who answered. <laughs> I, but but in, in in all honesty, I knew in my mind I was a, I wasn't gonna say. <laughs> I, I, I knew the name like there was no no doubt there. It's like right exactly away. Like that Mila Kunis. No, ah, got her on what Snapchat. Is it, what, is the name? what is it? Oh, dude. got her on Snapchat. Yeah, nasty. it's it's at the clean version. It's not that I don't buy into her Snapchat. Of course, I've got her on nobody Snapchat. buys into Snapchat. Uh, you I'm would sure not are, believe how many I'm people sure are there selling I'm sure there are so many people. There are too many people selling them smells on Snapchat. It's become uh, selling them smells. It's become the Craigslist of social media. <laughs> wow, the Walmart, <laughs> the Walmart of social media. Right we're in not, a world where not only can you buy a belt that will break in three days, <laughs> but you can find yourselves a wife wearing the same shirt that you are, and that belt that broke. <laughs> Somewhere is, is now on her pocketbook for some reason. Um, yeah, so <laughs> Mia Khalifa is the the other skater. So okay, so we're giving Mia Khalifa the, her first legitimate uh, film role. Mm-hmm. Actually, I don't know that. We we could look that up. I don't want to know the other. Maybe she's had a legitimate film role before. Don't care. You, you don't want to. Don't know? care. She's just gonna show her boobs. You're ready. You're ready, Olinny. You knew the name right away. So don't act like you don't want to know. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, I've seen enough of the other stuff. I, I just I'm interested yeah. in seeing if she's got any acting chops. Probably so. He him he's over there just stuck on the chop chops. Yeah, he's, he's looking. He's looking for chops. <laughs> he's a Zeph is not interested in the acting chops. He's just like he's gonna be in the movie. <gasps> Speaking of which. Yeah, just take your top off right now. Well, you know, we it's, don't. it's breakfast time. No, okay. no, no, it's fine. Zeph, we gotta get you prepared Zeph, for the next roll. The Harvey Weinstein thing has already happened. We don't get to do that to audition no people that. for That's movies it. anymore. It just doesn't happen. That's it. Harvey. Not that I'd want to, you. but... Harvey, Harvey Weinstein messed it up for you. First of all, it's this is America. You know, the more that I sit with you guys here, the more I start to realize that having Miss B here really keeps a lot of this shit in check. (laughs) It does. There are some things that we do not say with a woman present that we are very, very comfortable saying without a woman present. haven't. (laughs) To all the women listening, I'm sorry. Yeah, you sound sorry. All kinds. <laughs> that was, that was some fake old crocodile tears I've ever heard. Anything. Her first porno was in 2014. Legitimate Step on video. <laughs> Put it between 
Me and Khalifa actress. No, what we're between? asking legitimate... Big tit cream. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what the These hell? are her movies, man. No, no, we're asking she's... if she's had a legitimate acting role. We're not ask, asking about her porn career. No, those are all the movies. Like <laughs> That's it. That, yeah, that's, that's it? it yeah. Just... Okay. I was re- I, I was well, looking through them, and guess what? Never mind. It's time that you, you took a step up and you got uh, got a legitimate acting gig, and we're going to offer it for, to you as long as you can learn how to figure skate. We're, we, we're requesting that both of them go through intensive figure skating training. Both of them. They have to. Actually, you know, now that I think about it, I think if you if you check height-wise, Mia Khalifa might be a little taller than Mark. She's 5'2". <laughs> Is she? Yeah, she's, she's not short. really tall. She's just very she she's very shapely. She's just very shapely and looks taller, but she seems to be I short. I thought she was a lot taller. Man, she must be doing porn movies with some really short guys. Or that's your search <laughs> preference. <laughs> <laughs> short women with even five shorter two. guys. Five two. And if you guys are two midget uh, porn. Piper Perry is four nine. Angela White is five four. Uh John Sins. Six foot. John yeah. Sims? This is a guy. Johnny Sims. Yeah. Johnny well, Sims. Just, you were so, going through the women, all of a sudden, John Sims. Not, Google did it to me. <laughs> Alright. Uh, Google, yeah, Google. Nadia Ali, 5'2. Uh, Lana Rhodes, 5'3. Elsa we got G, anybody five, that's three. over 5'8. We should have all women? of these, all of these yeah. women in this movie. There's got to be, there's gotta <laughs> be porn actresses that are over 5'8. Look for tall porn actresses. <laughs> hey guys, this went from pitch storm to something oh, quite different. There's one. Pitch storm to pitch porn. <laughs> I think it's um I don't remember my name. I remember Allison Allison Tyler. Um actually, Tracy Lords had to have been taller than five eight. Allison Tyler is tall. I think there were a lot of taller women in like eighties and nineties porn than there Lauren are. Phillips. Yeah, but they also they also were very hairy. Lauren Phillips, five ten. Madison Rose, five ten. Molly okay. Stewart, 5'11". Bianca Breeze, 5'11". Okay. Nicolette Shea, 5'11". Oh, All right, so uh, we've gotten way off track. We're done. No, I want to find a six-footer. A six-footer? <laughs> You're close. <laughs> and he's 5'11". Eve Elwood, six feet tall. Let's go to the tallest. Hold on. This is Tallest adult movie know. actress. This is something that you guys can bring up in trivia at your house. <laughs> All right, Zeph, who is the tallest uh, that's... adult movie actress? Those are the dudes. Actress. You got to say actress. Danica James, six foot two. Damn. Six foot two. That's got to be like some domination porn right there or something. Just. Yeah, that's she's, a She's group. throwing around like five foot five guys. Yeah. <laughs> Just. You! Down! Hitting guys with other guys. Um. Uh, Hitting guys with other guys. Yeah, it's like a very specific. Like Pitchstorm is like, the best thing for the oh, three of us. Get a guy, get a guy, and just grab the guy and hit the other guy with him. Body and somebody at home. Yes, yes. Beat their asses. Beat their asses. Body slamming booty. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <sighs> Suplex sex. So, <laughs> just... all right. So let's get back to the movie anyway. <laughs> now that you guys have gotten your uh, porn knowledge up a little bit. Okay. So. We have to have the, their manager, the guy that's, that's put this put this team together. They've decided this is a. like a yeah. I can't think of his name off the like, <laughs> Henry Winkler. Yeah, Henry Winkler. Yo, so the guy that played the Fonz. Yeah. Okay, a. Henry Winkler. Yeah, he'd be funny. But so, he says a a lot. This has got to be a lot more. This has got to be a lot more. Oh yeah, you know that would actually be funny. 
have him reprise the role of the Fonz for the movie. <laughs> He's just an older guy, like the older Fonz. Fonz at the... Constantly the, falling asleep. Hey. At the nursing home. <laughs> and he, like, for some reason, like, after, you know, this show goes off air, he ended up becoming a figure skater. The Fonz becomes a figure <coughs> skater after, after years and years of searching for himself. And now he's coaching figure skating for the Olympics. What's the best way to pick up chicks? A figure skating. That is the only thing he says the entire movie. That is literally... Everything is terrible that comes out of his mouth. The only the only words of like positivity are a like you like they land a trick that's so super hard. He's just like a <laughs> get back to work, you fucks. <laughs> so yeah, like all night, get getting Henry Winkler to do a truly foul mouthed role that would be interesting if you could if you could get him to do that because he is like he's like the sweet little old man now. Like everything that he's had, he's done with uh, Adam Sandler. He's been like the sweet dad figure, you know. Yeah, but whatever. Whatever. I mean, he also had that role as the principal in uh, what was it, the uh, Scream movies? Uh, I don't know if it was the second one or the third one. Can't remember. <laughs> anyway, okay. So there, he. This is an astronomer who thinks he has found aliens. That's how he initially gets to meet Henry Winkler, because Henry Winkler thinks that he saw aliens at one point in time in his life. Olympic-level ice skating rink near Roswell, Nevada. And he ends up... They, they're talking for a little bit, and there's a nurse there, which is uh, Mia Khalifa. And, you know, they, they're, they're sitting there chatting, and he's like, you know, I, I definitely saw aliens the other day. Like, I know I saw them. And he's like, yeah, and he's like, ah, fuck you, you fucking scumbag, blah, 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 this, this, and that. And he's like, I remember I remember when I was younger, you know, like, I used to figure skate, and I thought that's what I would do in my life. And then she kind of peeks over like, oh, I used to figure skate, too. And then he's like, I have the best fucking idea ever, ay. And then he explains that they, they're going to enter this. They're going to pair up. They're going to pair up. And he's like, well, you know, don't you think she's a little, like, you know. Washed up? Well, not even washed up. Don't you think she's a little too, you know, uh, sandy for me? He has to say something like super racist. Right, there has to be like racial tension of some yeah. sort. Right? <coughs> yeah. Or maybe, it's sandy. Maybe, it's not, maybe it's not the racial <laughs> tension between the two of them, but it's tension from other people within the competition. Mm. Them being together in the competition or sort of perceived as a couple. This was in 2002, post right. 9-11. <laughs> God. So this is up to, yeah, like the, the 2002 Olympics? Yeah. Was that a Winter Olympic? Or was that summer? We'll figure that one out. <laughs> he's an Olympic... Olympic level, level water skiing? They're Olympic level, but they're still trying... They're too old to actually be a part of it, so they get like some sort of competition every year. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I liked. Needless to say, at some point in time during the competition, her top falls off. I approve. Which gets them the gold medal. There, the the competition, the competition in the movie is Will Farrell and uh, John from Blades of Glory. From Blades of Glory, reprising oh, their role. My yes. God. Bring yeah, them, that will be dope. Bring them back as the competition. Bring in the big guns. Right. Which that now at this point they're too old to be in the Olympics too, so they're like a, a subdivision of it. It's not the Olympics; it's the Elder Olympics. <laughs> oh <laughs> they're going my, for the oh gold my, in the Elder Olympics. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting so much trouble. <laughs> the 
old Olympics. The old Olympics. <laughs> and Wilfred. Mia's also. like the youngest one out of the group. Yeah, it's okay. Like, <laughs> it's true. But you so. We'll have Will Ferrell and them just like, you know, like, as as kind as, you know, um, can't think of his name, Napoleon Dynamite's character, um, <laughs> as kind as he is, him and just Will Ferrell are just like, no. Like, cause this is like 2002, so this is right. definitely after, like, no, we can't, we can't be in that with her. You know, they're the racist ones <laughs> for some reason. And mm-hmm. then at the end, they're like, you know... Sandy, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, Lord. that's what they call. Sandy. That's what they call. That's what they call her. The whole, the whole movie. Oh my God, Sandy Cheeks. Like maybe her name's like Sandra, and they nickname her Sandy, and she's just not catching on the entire time. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, look at Sandy. Why are you getting so mad every time they call me Sandy? It's just short for my name. Do you have any idea why they're calling you that, Sandy Amet? <laughs> they say some like they throw some Star Wars references out there with the same yeah. people. <laughs> oh God, what were those called? Sand people. It's just sand people. Yeah. <laughs> how how imaginative. Be. Sand people. Okay. Yeah. Now, they, I was thinking they, I'm, they I'm, did that. I'm thinking of the little guys. The little guys with the like the, the cloaks on that looks like little oompa loompas with glowing eyes. Because you never <laughs> see their faces. Sand people. No, that the worst. <laughs> just sand people. It's like, oh, that's a very imaginative name. Yep. Good one, George. Good Tuscan one. Raiders. Tuscan Raiders. All right then. Informally referred to as sand people. See, there you go. That's better. Tuscan Raiders. Though, I do feel like these are just guys that just bowled into the Tuscan market for food. Tuscan yep. Raiders. Pretty much. Alright, so the end game to the movie. They lose. They yeah. lose? Yeah. They lose the competition? To make it real. To make she, it a bit more real. That calls for a sequel. She does Money, man. so well. Like, they do so well. But her tits fall out, which like it's like a family event, so like automatically they, 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 they did not, Yeah, they completely do it, and it's like, like well, during a triple axle spinners. Oh, they ha- he has her above her he- his head, and she's going around, and all of a sudden, bing, and <laughs> like Jim Jackson in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> zero 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 zero. Team and three the, has been disqualified. No, there's, yeah. there's one. There's one old guy who's the judge, and he's just. He has two zeros, Damn. but he put but he put two dots in between the zeros. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he makes boobs out of the cards, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what, what's that guy's name uh, from the Adam Sandler movies? Blake. Blake is it Blake Clark? I don't remember. He's the guy that plays the the, the Cajun farmer from uh, Waterboy. Mm-hmm. You can't understand him the entire movie. You like to see like homos naked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that one. He's in Joe Dare, too. He's like, is there any He is. Homos are naked. That's right, he is. You, you what? Homos are naked. He's like, you like to see homos naked. The homos are naked. Both Happy Gilmore movies. Not Happy Gilmore. Happy Madison production movies. But, uh,. Yeah, so they lose in the end. The, the whole they point lose. of the competition is is them losing. I don't think I don't think either of those teams should win. I think that like they shouldn't. But Will Ferrell in the end, he's like she has such a nice rack. Like I'm so sorry, I've been calling you Sandy, and now he's like hitting on her the whole time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, Will Ferrell and, and John Hader don't don't win, and yeah, because they, they... and uh, Mark Ruffalo do not win. <coughs> so who wins? We'll put like we'll find like some real like Olympic athletes. Bring back yeah. athletes. Yeah. Well, we're talking about older people in this event. Tonya right? Harding. So, 
bring back their legitimate competition from... Even better. Okay. Well, Bill Clinton and who is the the figure skater that Oh blew. my god. Who's who? the figure skater that blew Bill Clinton? And we get somebody that looks There's nothing like the figure skater like, that blew Bill Clinton. I swear to God, there was We look we skater. look for somebody that looks nothing like Bill Clinton to do his stunts. No. It's gonna be him. Bill, but we get somebody that doesn't look nothing like Bill, him to do the stunts. Bill Clinton and the guy that subs in for him for the his stunts is uh Dave Chappelle. There you go. Oh boy. Wearing a Bill Clinton wig, you know. Oh boy. <laughs> and uh, I don't Ch- think. Shout that, out to Bill Clinton, though. I don't think that it was, was a Monica Lewinsky. No, figure Monica. Skater? She was an intern. I don't think she was a figure skater. Oh my god. I think the only two I can remember is like Paula Jones and Paula Jones was one of them. But I don't think she was a figure skater. We don't need it. We don't need to do that. Just bring back uh, an actual professional figure skater. Yeah, Tonya Harding. You know, uh... That goes one. Tanya Harding? Yeah. Bring back Tanya Harding. There you go. Or Nancy Kerrigan. Oh, Nancy Kerrigan. There you go. One of those. Uh, Tanya needs a break. Put her in a movie. Yeah. She could use a break. Nancy already had her break. Literally. She did. <laughs> like, quite literally. Thanks to Tanya. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh... <laughs> yeah. Alright. Now that we've made the, uh... The worst movie in the world. <laughs> that is like... That's a that's a dead zero on Rotten Tomatoes if I've ever heard one. Yeah, but it's gonna make a lot of money. It's gonna make a lot of money on Pornhub. Halladas, halladas, right? Just just that one scene is that five second scene at the end of the movie. That's gonna make that's all it. the money. Will Ferrell. <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine the look on his face. Some kid that. in the crowd. His mom puts her his hands over her eyes. The kid just <laughs> clocks her in the stomach. Yeah. <laughs> I'm watching, Ma. I'm watching the figure skating. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. He needs to bring that. <laughs> yeah, it's provocative. <laughs> no, it's not. It gets the people going. Yeah. All right. It With will, that, I... bring people to the theaters. I think we should go ahead and tie up this uh, little... Is it on tight? Porn hub fest up for the night. All right, it's let's do it. Is what on tight? You say let's tie it up. I'll say, is it on tight? It was untied, just kind of dangling in the wind there. He said dangling. Much like jangle leg. Jangle leg, jangle leg. All right, people. Why did they call him jangle leg? I don't know. You're going to find out first. If you get a chance, watch the movie Life. Great movie. Very strong message. I hope everybody enjoyed this craziness we do all the time. Catch us all in anywhere where there's a podcast, iTunes, Anchor, Podcoin. Anywhere. We're there. And again, visit us on Anchor. You can either sponsor us or give us a little bit of support, or you can leave us a message to tell us what you liked, loved, or fucking hated. And tell, let me tell you, if you don't like us, the more vulgar the display of hate, the better, because honestly, we want to just put you on our podcast and spit all over you. Of course, unless you hate Seth. If you hate Seth, we don't want to hear it. No, we want to hear it. <laughs> Everybody hates Seth. No, sorry to steal that from everybody hates Chris, but uh, I want that segment of you guys telling me to go fuck myself so I can tell you we, to go fuck you yourself know what? in the right manner. Because that's that's what how you need. tell people to go fuck yourselves. New, seg- new segment for the podcast is everybody, everybody tells Zeph to go fuck himself. No, not you. you guys. I need everybody else. No, I mean, well, not us. I need you no, guys to be my we? supporters. No, just, no, no, no. We'll no, support no, you. I wouldn't tell you that. But we're going to also play messages where people tell you to go fuck yourself. <laughs> fuck me? No, 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 no. Fuck you. And then you get to respond to them telling you to go fuck yourself. Oh, there you sound go. Sounds good? I'm in. Sounds <laughs> like a plan. 
Amen. So, All right, everybody. That's the new segment we're working on. Is 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 Zeph over here responding to you guys, telling him to go fuck himself, or tell me great things that you liked about me, and he'll still tell you to go fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah. Like, we'll figure it out. <laughs> So either love him and go fuck yourself, or hate him and go fuck yourself. Either way, you're getting fucked. Uh, By yourself. <laughs> oh, that's why I removed the ribs. <laughs>